Welcome to Spacious, the podcast for business owners, leaders, and CEOs who desire simplicity, sustainability, and spaciousness in their lives and in their companies. In this podcast, we'll dive deep with lessons, perspective shifts, coaching, and guests to help you find and create a spaciously successful business. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, welcome back to Spacious. Uh, We have another voicemail episode today. I'm so excited about this one. It's a really good question. So I'm going to go ahead and play that now and then let's dive in. Hi, Caitlin. So I wanted to submit a question on when you went from offering web design and you pivoted into coaching, how did you manage the transition of your audience and kind of helping them understand the value or helping in messaging, I guess, them understand the value of support, one-on-one support versus done for you. So I'm similarly in a situation where I'm trying to pivot. I'm not going to completely eliminate done for you, but I want to pivot into offering more advice, consulting slash coaching support and reduce the done for you support. And I'm curious to know how to go about messaging that it properly communicates the value of that. Yeah. So I'd love your input on that. This is such a good question. (laughs) So I, I actually just talked about this on stories and I didn't even connect the dot that I was going to be recording this podcast. So this is fun. Um, I share a lot with my clients and I'm sure I've mentioned it here or there. I don't think I did a great job transitioning my audience. At the time, so this was like, what, 2019? At the time, there was this weird um, story in my head that like I would just confuse people or nobody would get it. I wasn't like closing down the design business. I was like just not taking on new design clients while I started this business. And I didn't want, I don't know, anyone to be upset with me or something. For whatever reason, I very much kept it under wraps that I was like starting this new business and I didn't bring people along on that journey. And that is um, not what I advise. (laughs) So whenever I'm talking to my clients who are in some sort of big pivot, this is a lot of my clients inside of the Ease Mastermind, for example. We talk a lot about like, can you bring people on the journey? Can you kind of stair step them over and connect the dots? Can you you know, keep people in the loop because people are like, we are inherently nosy and curious and we want to be a part of the journey. So why not bring people along for that journey? You know? So I would say that is like a first point to remember, um, that it doesn't need to be like, surprise, I have this brand new thing, but more like, Hey, like, this is what I'm working on. This is what we're moving into. Like really bring people with you. Um, an actual transition, not just like a, a cold Turkey cause, um, cold Turkey, was what I did. And I mean, it worked out fine in the end and I'm happy with where I'm at, but I do think it uh, made things a little bit more challenging and difficult in the beginning. So learn from my mistakes. Okay. Um, with the actual like meat of the question here, which if I'm like reading between the lines and really thinking about it, what I'm hearing is there's maybe a disconnect in how you see or how you feel about the value of more of this kind of coaching consulting role versus the done for you stuff. And so if we were like on a coaching call, really, like I would be like, okay, point one, step one, what do you believe the value of this work is? 
I know that sounds maybe like a little simple and a little basic, but I really, I would really want to explore that with you and make sure that you are firm in, in seeing the value of it and believing that there's value in this work and that, um, you know, it doesn't matter how you got to, to offering this kind of stuff. It could be because of, you know, time, schedule, desire, workload. It doesn't, I, I don't care how you got to this decision truly, but I do care that you actually see it as valuable and that you actually see it as helpful and of service and really like a good thing for the right person to invest in. That feels really important to, to touch on first and foremost. Um, a, just like for the integrity, right? And B, because then you, then you have like conviction in it no matter what. So I'll use my first business as a graphic designer, for example. In that business, I had my own idea of why that was valuable to people. And I mean, let's be real. Like, obviously not everybody finds design valuable. Like one scroll through Instagram will show you that, right? That's a little catty, but you know, I'm a designer. I'm allowed to be like that. Uh, (laughs) But like, no matter what, I believed it was valuable first and foremost. And this allowed me to feel convicted in it no matter what. And to feel comfortable speaking to other people who also valued it. Because to me, it was like a no-brainer. Of course, if I think this is important, other people think this is important, right? I wasn't falling victim to trying to convince anybody that design was valuable. I wasn't like, I wasn't going after the hardest possible client um, and saying like, hey, I know you don't give a shit about design, but you should, and you should hire me, and you should pay me lots of money. I wasn't doing that. That just seems honestly like way more work than necessary. What I was doing was saying, hey, obviously you think design is valuable because you're spending all your time in Canva trying to make stuff when you should really be creating your courses or coaching your clients or doing the work that is your genius work. If you would like things to actually look good and function well, hire me. So I was speaking to people who already valued it, who already got it. Does that make sense? Now, you do the same thing with any type of business, with any type of offer. In my opinion, like going after the people who don't get it is is like, why? I can't, I mean, I don't have a good metaphor, <laughs> but just like, you don't have to do that. Right. Like that's fine. They'll hire other people for other things. Um, so like with coaching or mentorship or consulting, like speaking to people who already are in it or interested in it or have a toe dipped into it or open to personal development or whatever the thing might be. Right. And I, I see this a lot with, I see this a lot kind of across the board, honestly, but I do notice it more, I think, with people who are in the coaching or consulting or mentorship realm. When we when we kind of start in it, we tend to speak to people who don't necessarily see the value in it. We tend to speak to people in this way of like, here is why coaching is so valuable versus being like, obviously coaching is valuable. Here's what happens when we work together. Do you see the difference in that, right? And I think it's it's probably, if I had to guess, the reason why we do this is because there's like this inherent fear that like people are never going to pay us for our guidance or our advice or to listen and reflect things back to them or anything like that. Um, but they will, they do like that is, that is a big thing that people invest in. I can say firsthand, I've invested so much money in having this kind of support. Um, and so the more that we can be really convicted in the value of it, the easier it is to speak to people in this way of like, of course, this is valuable. Of course, you'll see the value in this and then get to the actual like real thing that sells, which is like, what's the transformation? What happens when you work with me? Does that make sense? So for me, when I started to really think about this for my business, because I, I didn't come out the gate 
good at this. I didn't come out the gate perfect at this. But when I really started to investigate this for myself, what I realized is that the clients that I was attracting, clients that I was bringing into my world, like a lot of them already had other forms of support. So of course they got it, right? A lot of them already had therapists. A lot of them were involved in small groups or things like with their community or churches. A lot of them had like at home support, maybe with nannies. Um, it was clear that they already valued having someone support them, having someone in their corner. And so I was like, oh, okay. So coaching isn't that big of a jump for them. It might be like a little bit different because this stuff is kind of more for their personal or more for their home life or more for the family, but it's not like totally random for them to have support, to have someone in their corner. And so I really kind of emphasized that and went in that direction and spoke to that quite a bit. So like, let's do, let's just do an example here of what I see happening, but like, I'll make it really silly so that we all get it. Like, imagine I was someone who just like did not care about health. Like this isn't true. I do care about health, but like, imagine I'm someone who's just like, I don't give a shit about walking my steps or drinking water. (laughs) I don't care. I don't want to do it. I don't care. I'm like a really hard person to sell on anything related to health then. Right. Like I would just literally be like, you're not talking to me. Like, I don't care. But if I was someone who may be used to, to make healthier choices and have healthier habits, um, but life got busy and I put myself on the back burner and now I feel terrible all the time. And then somebody came in and said, Hey, you know how important it is to take care of yourself. You know how important it is to get these steps and you know how important it is to drink water. I just know, you know, it's been hard for you lately to prioritize yourself and I can help you restart some healthy habits, learn how to prioritize yourself again. Okay. Like now you're speaking my language, right? Like I'm on board with this idea and like, it's clear that I do need help because I'm not doing it on my own. And so like, stop speaking to the person that's like, I don't give a shit about health (laughs) and speak to the person that's like, I'm struggling with this a little bit right now, but I ultimately already get it. You know, does that make sense? So if you're trying to sell, you know, any type of offer to an audience that is just completely uninterested, um, that's hard. harder than it needs to be. And instead, I would invite you to speak to people who are already interested, already kind of get it, already have a toe dipped in, are familiar with it, you know, really, really cater to those people. And then the next question inevitably is like, okay, cool. But like how, (laughs) where are those people? And I'm a firm believer in this idea of like, you go first, you start the conversations that you want to have. Um, This has been a really transformational idea for me in my own business you know, like maybe a year or so ago, like within the last little bit, I was like, I really want to have more conversations around energetic capacity and spaciousness and all of those things. I'm like, I'm leading those conversations and attracting people who are interested in this work to myself. Like I'm not waiting for someone to say, Hey, I think you're good at this. I'm saying, hello, everyone. Let's talk about this. Right. So for you, you like, you got to start speaking to those people first. And right now, what I would, what I would do is like, go back through things that you've posted, content, emails, podcasts, wherever you're putting things out into the world. And I would really like with a, with a kind of like investigatory (laughs) eye or ear really look for like, is the underlying message in what I'm saying really being like, Hey, I know you don't care about this at all, but you should, because that's not helping you. The underlying message should be like, obviously we all know this is important and you care about this. So here's what happens when you work with me. Like really kind of tease some things apart, spend a little bit of time really being like, what's the message underneath this? What's the vibe underneath this? If you, if you listen to 
if you pop, okay, I don't know for sure, but if you went back to like 2019 and listened to my old podcast, I bet I'm more in the convincing energy. I bet I'm trying to be like, here's why coaching is good. I bet. I can't really remember what I was putting out on the podcast around that time, but I bet it was a little more like that. And now, like, I I assume if you're listening to this, you're already a, a, interested in coaching, working with a coach, familiar with coaching, have worked with a coach. Like, I I assume you already get it. I'm not sitting here being like, and here is why coaching will change your life. I'm sitting here like, obviously, we both know coaching will change your life. Here's why working with me will change your life, right? I'm making it about my offers, about my work, about how I hold containers, about what's special and unique about my frameworks and my processes. I'm not even really talking about coaching. I'm talking about what it is like to work with me. Does that make sense? And I guess like, just to make that a little more clear, like this is just on my outline, you're not selling them on coaching or consulting or take this to anything, no matter what you do. You're not selling someone on design or copy or systems or whatever. You're inviting them into the transformation that your offer creates, right? Like you're not saying, here's why you need this thing. You're saying, here's what's possible for you on the other side. Nobody cares about how they get to the other side. They just care that they get there, right? So. I feel like I've been like throwing a lot at you. This is a, sorry for the masterclass. Sorry, I'm not sorry. The only other thing I want to add in here, just from my outline, I feel like this is an important one to include is let's also, let's also invite ourselves into this belief that like your people get it. Your people are smart enough, capable enough, ready enough. I see this more and more often. I think it's because I'm kind of like, I love like looking at people's content and really like breaking it down. Um, and I see this more and more often of like this kind of like underestimating of your audience. And I see it through the lens of like, I'm afraid to sell too many things at once, or I'm afraid my messaging is off, or I need a better tagline or whatever. And underneath that, if we dig deep enough, there's this like assumption that you're somehow confusing everybody or that they can't put two dots together and like get it, um, or that they don't want it. And all that really impacts how you show up. And like, do I think messaging is important? Yes. Do I think taglines tag lines are important? Like, I think they're fun, right? Um, but ultimately, I, I think the belief that like your people will get it, your people will figure it out, your people are ready, your people are on board. Like, I think those sorts of beliefs really starting to install those and, and stand behind those is like more powerful than the perfect tagline. So all that being said, like an action item there is like getting into this headspace of like, of course, of course they get it. And if you need evidence of that, I don't know, like, I can't say that everyone's had this experience, so you can borrow some of this from me, or you can look for your own experience of this. But like, there are people, like, I have, I have offers that are like, on pages that you can't get to from anywhere. And somehow people get it and they buy it. And I'm like, I didn't even know that thing was still live. Like, people will get it. People will do it. People will find it. People will figure it out. Like, obviously, I believe in making it as easy as possible and like trying to support them on that journey. But I ultimately, more than that, believe that like people will figure it out. People are smart enough, capable enough, ready enough. So just want to, I don't know, offer that to you as like a belief to start to play with. Um, okay. That was a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else coming through. I feel like that was a lot to uh, to chew on and to digest. Maybe this is one of those podcast episodes that you um you come back to and kind of like take bits and pieces from because I feel like that was probably quite a quite a lot to to absorb in one go. But all that being said, thank you for being here. Thank you for submitting questions. If you want to submit your own question for this kind of process on the podcast, there's a link in the show notes that you can do that. 
um, you just like record a little, I think it's like it caps you at like 90 seconds, like a little thing. And then I can create a podcast for you, kind of helping you through whatever is going on in your world. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I am so grateful of all the feedback that I get for this new podcast. It's been such a journey and I'm just so glad that you are here. What was your takeaway from this episode? What action are you going to take? Come share it with me over on Instagram. It's linked in the show notes. There you will also find any other important information from this episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not share it with a friend or leave a review? This helps others find the show and I would be so grateful for your support.